Me. And me. And Ryan Taylor. Gabe Wells, Ryan Taylor. Who else is here today? Rob T. Olive. Rob to live. <laughs> Rob Galvin is in the house. That's what I'm talking about. Rob to live. Rob to live, my man. A.K.A. Rob to live. A.K.A. <laughs> And who's, who's the laughing man? I think everybody knows everybody that. Everybody knows that. Anyone man. who knows you knows that. <laughs> you should you should not say your name through the whole thing. Because people guess it. <laughs> My name is. <laughs> oh, beautiful. If we're recording, we're keeping. As a matter of fact, notice. <laughs> As a matter of fact, don't nobody say his name. <laughs> that's going on the air when we wrap. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Love it. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh man! Hey, my hey. name is Bad. Bad way. Yeah, way. Thanks to caffeine. Please dumb it down with the questions when you ask me. <laughs> Keep it simple, Steve. Keep, Keep it simple. <laughs> and who's who's the? Uh, Who's a good-looking dude in the Oasis jersey? Reese Williams. <laughs> hey, who's that Wonderwall? <laughs> hey, this motherfucker's gonna laugh at all his oh, jokes. <laughs> That's what I call him Fuego. <laughs> so I have Reese, Johnny, jo Johnny, Johnny Rio, Johnny Rio, and um, this is a uh, this is True Intentions. We're extremely excited to have you guys up here today. Um, Yo, why are we acting like this? Because <laughs> this is the most comfortable. Stop touching the table for fuck's sake! I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dropping my fucking elbow on it. First off, are you trying to but talk? Is, Clear your throat. This is this is the most comfortable I've been in a fucking podcast because this is what thirty plus years of, of friendship collectively. Yeah, if you got to yeah. think about it. Well, that's really? what I'm saying. I'm excited about it just because I don't get to see this many of my friends ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This right has been like right. a year. And that, and we're, sitting, right? we're not even talking about pandemic now. Now it's just bullshit excuses. Now it's just like I'm old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have this horrible excuse. I work 84 hours a week. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. There's a lot of people in my last name that need my time. Yeah. You know? And there you go. Now, see, that. now that's another thing. Johnny's got 12 kids. <laughs> last, last time I counted. <laughs> <laughs> Who's count? <laughs> so True Intentions, I've had the uh, honor of kind of watching them develop, and it's it's this really cool band that I, I can only describe as sort of uh, uh, Wisdom and Chains meets Blood for Blood in this kind of like New York hardcore meets Boston hardcore meets kind of Texas hardcore, and it's this all-star lineup of of fucking will to live members of uh bruisers street dogs in disgust mod roger Merritt and the disasters and it's it, and, and and it's all wonderfully packaged and it's and it's full of heart and and, and as i was watching it kind of develop I, I i truly did not know what it was gonna sound like especially with uh with with rob at the helm and the first song I heard, I couldn't believe how punk it sounded, and and and, and I knew it was going to be heartfelt, but but how like punk and and gritty it sounded, I was I was I was blown away. That's Rob. This is the most punk thing I've ever heard you do. True, it is. It is really. When you think about it, I mean, even even other bands that I did in the past. Um, even the stuff pre will to live believe it or not actually that the band primitive that i i did a little demo so that i could uh literally shop for musicians for me to live. 
is is along the lines of, of uh, True Intentions, but uh, yeah, True Intentions is definitely more punk. Well, and I remember um, years ago as a young man playing in World to Live, yes. and I was one of these kind of like, oh, everything's cool. Oh, why don't we just do all this kind of stuff? And you know, and Will to Live definitely had like a a well thought out thing that was a very different sound, right? And everyone's played in Will to Live, right? <laughs> you have, right? Like at least a show. Thank Will to Live. Motherfucker, I didn't even know you played that instrument. And you know, I remember feeling like like. Uh, like, like, man, Rob would be like so good, like with with this kind of with this this more punkish kind of sound, and it's just funny for like twenty years later, like you just hear it in fruition, like and and not just like a halfway thing or like oh maybe we'll just play a couple songs, but like a really concerted effort by people who know what they're doing. You, you know what I mean? The credit goes to all the no, the credit goes to the bandmates. I mean, I think everybody did a phenomenal job and and while this was a new territory for me um, vocally speaking arrangement speaking um, everybody executed so well that how could it just not sound the way you guys have already heard it sound yeah and, and the, the flow everyone bringing stuff to the table you know like the influencers Ryan mentioned earlier the bands that that people are coming from and it's drawing from multiple genres and without like effortlessly that's the word I'm looking for is it's effortless it's people are just good at what they do been doing it for years and coming together and having a good time you know for the sake of making music um, it's that sounds really simple, but it's really not. Like when, when you get older, especially when you get older, you're like, God, man, can't we just like, can't we just like all like get together and like you know have a twelve pack and just write like ten songs and record them and forget about our families say, and jobs. I will say that when I was younger, I would say to myself like, those old blues guys make that sound so rich and thick and powerful and been like like just deep. But it's three chords. It's just three chords, right? But I, and, and I you're like, now, what's there? Where is the substance? As an elder statesman in the punk rock scene <laughs> or the hardcore scene or whatever, as an elder statesman, I realized that just, just Reese and I bouncing ideas back and forth to each other without even just that aspect of it. When I hear Reese send me a song, I'm like, this sounds like a... Like, it might just be hardcore music and old-school hardcore music, but there's a certain, like, feel that it has. Like, and you can feel the, uh, the the roots and the teeth and yes. the heart and the fucking... And even though it's sim simplistic stuff, it's uh, you can really feel the roots of it all. Like, well, and, and, and what's, what's interesting about that is, like, your bass lines. Perfect example, okay? It's not simple. It's simple for you. You know what I mean? And it's effortless for you. But, like, when you listen to that, it's, like, it's easy to take for granted when you, when you listen to maybe seven seconds. Like, oh, that guy's just going to shred on bass. But like, if you've ever actually tried to shred on bass, it's not that easy. Oh, dude! Right? right? And but but it, when you make it sound effortless like that, like it, it it is just punk rock, but it's people doing it so well. All those little things, all the little nuances, right, are there. 
you know, like how Mike plays drums, you how Rob does a delivery and sustains, right? Reese's riffs. All of it coming together, baseline on the bed. Well, you're you're you talking know? about group dynamics now, <laughs> and, and I, I think that goes back to like, yeah, it, you said it's it's just hardcore uh, or just punk, but like, fuck, man, whenever it's done right, yeah. Well, you you feel it's like it's like talking, it's like a different language. It's like I can understand Reese and Rob and, and Mike. I can understand everyone better just doing that rather than if you're having a conversation. It's so ingrained in all of us that it's like. It's almost as matter of fact as having a conversation because we've been doing it for so long individually and otherwise. And I, I was thinking a little bit about this the other day too. It's like everybody's, it really does feel after you've been doing music or even expressing yourself in, if it's art or whatever it is, after so many years, you're just so good at expressing yourself. Even if you're doing the same thing, that you, you know, you just, that's just like, it's like, it's like having a conversation. It's like it a is. sentence. If, if you if you look at all of us, you guys as well, with Liberty and Justice and Bright Kills and all of these bands, all of these people who are older and have been doing it for so long, regardless of whether we're necessarily good, I'm not a good guitar player, but it doesn't make any difference. We've been doing it, playing a, a heartfelt style of music for 20-something years, something that's ingrained in us that means a lot to us. 20 years later when we're playing it now is is easy. It comes, it's because it's, it is heartfelt and natural. We're not trying to play a certain style of music. This is the sort of music we play. Right, you're not yeah. figuring out who you are. No. Yeah. You know who yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're born into it. Well, yeah, and, 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 and that's like the character, right? And, and like you said with the blues, the blues yeah. singers, right? So you have all of this character, diverse character, that comes together in a group dynamic that is effortless, right? Yeah, you've, got, you've found your voice. Like, exactly. Like, like with the Liberty and Justice stuff is not trying to pick a style of music. You can't change how you are, how you sing or how the how a band sounds. This is what happens when it's created, it's already created when, when you, you get before these guys you've entered the room. Yeah. It's just yeah, how you, you sound. It's like I think when you're when you uh, when you're a young buck and you're coming up, you're like, yo, I'm gonna start an oi band or I'm gonna start a beatdown band, I'm gonna start a straight edge band, blah blah blah. I think for all of us Reese and I really got to know Rob a lot during this whole thing and Mike a lot and like when we all kinda came together as a band or whatever, we were getting to become friends, so that part of it was fun. But as far as yeah. like the the like the uh, the musical aspect of it it was just like like a uh, uh, it's like we, it was not it's almost like um, you start out with like I was saying with the bands like the straight edge band or the beat down band or whatever with us it was just like let's start a band yeah just just, just, just start just a band it. and it wasn't even like a worry about like what are we going to sound like or street? we know that like okay we play street punk <coughs> and, and oi music together and, you know there's very few you know, as legendary and what I would consider like new school hardcore, even though it's very old school now. But like, Will to Live is right up there with some legendary Texas shit. So it was pretty. To me, with true intentions, if if Reese and I are bringing punk rock and and maybe some melody to it, Mike is bringing this. Kind of priest, music. yeah, like this <laughs> metal thing, and Rob's bringing like this new, like the way I always looked at it is like if you had Roger Moret when he started a, a street punk band or whatever, it was like it made sense because it's Roger, he's an old skinhead, like 
That's what it does. But it, <clears throat> say Jamie Jostin came around and said, uh, "I'm going to start a street punk band." You're like, "Fuck is that?" That's a little different, you know. I kind of how I looked at this thing because you're like, I wouldn't expect Rob from Will to Live to be doing something like this, but it sounds fucking. When when Reese and I were like, let's, let's, let's try, let's oh, try yeah. Rob out, let's see what Rob's like or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. And when he first came back with demos, like Reese and I are some of the most jaded, angry motherfuckers in all of Texas. Right? That's not true. Two no, of us talk. Yes. But we were just like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, damn, Rob is bringing this shit to him. Like, we were excited before, but Rob is like elevating it like more because because you have your idea of what it's supposed to sound like. And it's yeah. not that. And this is something different than that. <laughs> well, ironically enough, when uh, I was approached about, you know, doing some vocals for the band, uh, actually through Christian Arnold, uh, who's uh, originally involved in, in drums in the project, you know, I was like, okay, so who who's writing this stuff? Who whose band is it? You can say whose band is it. At the time, the point in contact he had for me was Reese, and I said, "Well, look, I need to meet Reese. I need to have a chat with him because I need to know what his intentions are. I need to know what he what he wants out of this band because uh, all I know is that he's played uh, with Roger Murray. All I know is that he's jammed with uh, he, he put Ryan in the band." And if they're looking for somebody who has like this awesome melodic voice, I ain't it. That's not me, you know. Or if he's looking for somebody that's gonna talk about, you know, a subject matter that's alien to me, then I'm not gonna be able to do it because I need to be 100%, you know, in love with what I'm singing about. You know, I, it needs to be nat flow naturally. And come from personal experience. So you're not going to hear me talk about, uh, you know, being a gangster, being a thug. It's it, that's not me, and I don't want to disrespect those that have to live that lifestyle. Uh, and at the same time, uh, just kind of be a poser. But well, and that's and that's what I was trying to say. Or I was trying to get at right at the beginning was just playing in a band with you when I was younger. I thought everything was cool. I liked everything. I liked youth crew. I liked the old. And back then, it was really like either new school or old school. You either like old school, or you like new school. Like, you know, like 99, 2000. Yeah. And, um, but I was like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's, you can like everything. And uh, <clears throat> Will to Live was just, like you said, like what is now older, but very new school. Well, and Will to Live Houston brought both worlds together. Yeah. And, and I was like always like, oh man, well, we could do more punk, we could do more punk. But what's so cool is like the, the you do what you do. It's like like you said, Rob is Rob is Rob, and Rob's bringing Rob to the table. And what's so cool about that is like Mike, like hearing you guys play together for so long. Mike's played in like every Texas band, <laughs> <laughs> but but Mike is like the backbone of like what to live, you know, the ass. Like you were saying, like he's bringing that, you know, he's bringing the the, the just the wholeness of it. Yeah. And with that and Rob, it was like coming through the, the conduit, coming through the channel with the, with what you guys were bringing. And just how it just snaps together is, is really amazing. I think so it's really Thank cool. you, man. Thank you. No, no. So, fuck, I kind of, I totally, like, uh, forgot what I was going when I first started. But thank you, thank you for the, um, 
for the input in there, but but the the, the point with the with the the music and the lyrics is that I asked Reese, what do you want? What 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 is it that you don't want? Reese had a pretty good idea. And uh, man, you know, by the time we were done talking, we, you know, well, Reese, first of all, Morgan didn't want to meet. So I'm like, so what the fuck are we going to do? Yes. So Ryan's got something to say on that. What do you want to meet for? Meet with this man. That's weird. Look the man in the eye and tell him what he's And read him. I need to read him. Right? And then like, okay. So he doesn't want to meet. He wants to fucking text. I'm like, he wants to fucking text. And I'm like. This is all not true. And I'm like, this is I never remember this happening at all. So then, I, you know, then he agreed to have a conversation, and, and it turned out to be Rob's. Like, what are your true intentions? <laughs> and I was, I was and I thought, hey, I was waiting for Rob to say that because Rob I was, was foreshadowing. Like, <laughs> you were setting it up, and Rob yeah. fucked it. Up. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, it was going to be like a little house in the prairie right, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, and then Rob said, "No, we spoke for forty-five for about forty-five minutes." No uh, way! You had yes, a forty-five-minute-long conversation yes, we did. with Reese. We, we didn't. We, we actually, about... actually, Rob, it was two conversations during that one particular day because I had to yes. go. Yes. And so, so it wasn't forty-five minutes straight. Possibly fifteen minutes with a break. See, Ryan called it. <laughs> in fact, it was full-on straight. We talked about straight edge a lot in our mutual uh, lifestyle and, and interest in straight edge over the over the decades. <laughs> We talked about yeah, a lot of the same. <laughs> yeah, we talked about being in our 40s and being born. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, and we clicked it off, and I was like, okay, well, if that's what you're looking for an event, that's all I know how to do. So, whatever I do, I'm sure you're going to love it. And uh, it, it, was, it was really, honestly, exactly what, what the band needed. It needed four people who were almost completely different. Yeah. With with all of their different input and with all of their own voices, the drums had their voice and, and obviously the vocals and everything. And it's like what you're saying too, with the styles of music. The style of music is just hardcore. It's punk. It's oi. Yeah. It's it's everything. It's just fucking music. It's just hardcore. That's yeah. what we always love. This kid. It has like the inherent trait of hardcore, yeah. right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like yeah. genuine. Yeah. You've got you've got Oasis. You've, you've got Napalm Death. Everybody likes every you, suicidal. It's like we all love. We just love this music, and it, and there's no oasis. Oasis. But you know, like we're, we're reading the shirts. Yeah, that's what's yeah. going on for you guys. You can't hear. You can't see what we're doing here. Everybody has. Yeah. We, we were going around looking at our shirts. But that is yeah. the, the, the defining. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. But that is the defining. The defining thing is that is is love for the music. You know, I. I I think that there's already a lot of uh, really good guild writers that have uh, written love songs about their girlfriend, their spouse, their mama, their daddy, uh, romantic stuff. I always said I would never do that with, uh, with a band. You know, and I guess Tested and True from Will to Live is a little borderline on that. But, um, you know, when I was... When I was done tracking uh, the True Intention EP, we were at the studio listening back with, with uh, Craig Douglas of Origin Sound, who recorded this, 
And in truth, with me, he's recorded everything I've ever done. But um, he was just looking at the lyrics, and he goes, you realize what you've done, right? And I said, oh, he's setting me up for some <laughs> badass shit he's going to say. And then he's, he said, you know, you've written on this whole EP. Is, uh, it's like a love letter to hardcore. And I said, um... I would never do that, Craig. And then I said, yes, I did that. <laughs> I, guess, I fucking guess I did. And um, and I have zero regrets about it because I think it, it, it was... There's one thing I said is that what a shit year we're having in 2020 with a lot of good people being put in very miserable places mentally, uh, emotionally, uh, and then later on... Uh, a lot of loss of, uh, of human life. A lot of us have lost uh, good friends, uh, in my case, family members. And um, I just wanted for something good, wholesome, well, with, with all pun intended, good intentions to come out of this year this past 2020 and so it sucks that it took forever to record and that we're here almost mid through midway through 2021 but uh this came out of 2020 man i want to i want to ask you guys something um what was it like working with craig and you said it took a long time to uh to record uh i know that craig has recorded just a lot i want to say like the bulk of uh the prominent texas hardcore stuff right like like bitter end Right. right. Uh, what, what am I missing? What else has Craig done? And what was it like working with him? Well, um, I'm going to say something real fast, and then I'll let everybody else, uh, whoever else wants to chip in. And before I say anything else, since I set that up, uh, it didn't take forever to track on account of Craig. Uh, and really, it was, it was more of the post-production stuff. It took a little while. You know, we kind of started tracking before we went into the, you know, the Christmas break, you know, and uh, truthfully, I am horrible tracking vocals, like as in taking forever, usually. Uh, but in this case, since I had everything well demoed, uh, I think I did an entire tracking one or two songs a day. I think I did everything. Super chilled, I did everything like in five days. I tracked all my vocals in five days. Um, everybody else tracked pretty quickly, so okay. I, just didn't, I didn't want. I just think I, I didn't want to make it sound. Didn't like, want it to go on to Craig. Like man, we, well, we got in there with Bob Rock. Like, like Craig and, uh, is gonna fucking. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like Craig. Fucking, you walk in and he cranks on the meter and he goes, "Go ahead, we're on your time now." So, so. Uh, Please, ahead, please, Johnny, please. Well, I don't know if you were going to add something too, Reese, but I was just going to say, as far as working with Craig goes, because I, I really like, I, the, the, I really was the same way with Craig, where I was like, I had just discovered Craig working on um, producing the Liberty and Justice record, and we had worked with Craig as an engineer on some of that. And, uh, and I kind of dove into his catalog a little bit through that, and then and then that kind of thing but what Reese and I were used to in terms of sound was a very different kind of sonic thing than what Craig was doing right like coming from this big drum uh, like um, you know the more brashy kind of 
uh, different sonically sounding stuff than what Craig was doing, right? Okay. So I think the thought process was like, I had produced the thing with Liberty, I'm going to take a step back from this and really let Craig do his thing, but that thing that Craig does mixed in with what... Well, you know, Reese and myself will bring from the other coast, you know, sure. and what what Mike and and Rob are bringing from here, yeah. and that kind of thing. Like the two, I just knew, I fucking knew in my mind that like if you can get those two influences together, as well as the obvious musical ones, but the recording influences, I think you can hear that shit all over that record too. Like you can hear the tricks that I pick up from back east and then the, the stuff that Craig does here, you know, I don't even know if it's cold, I'm saying back east, but I'm saying like whatever my experience was growing up making records versus... You, you know, and I also want to throw this out there, when I came over to do the backup vocals and people were shooting back and Ryan was there and we were at your house, I mean at your home studio, uh, Johnny, it was awesome. And also just like when you work with someone who's like has experience and like knows how to like produce and how to get the best out of people. It just feels like so good. Like like I was doing like one little thing and you're like, oh hey maybe try this. Hey do this. Hey do this. And all of a sudden you're like, hey man I can kind of sing. Yeah. I, I, I like I felt that way. I've been singing yeah. for twenty years. I was like, isn't this nice? Isn't I this nice. Like, like I can actually sing. I felt like <laughs> when when you guys came with just the how how much fun it was. Yeah. It's like you can have your input. And and do whatever you guys want to do too, and like everybody just add to it, right? And and the and the music was so was so easy to to come up with because there was no like we're trying to sound like this, trying to have this feeling or anything. It's like do whatever you guys want to do, and and, 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 and try something was, else. And dude, I came I, I come out of the skateboard scene, right? Like skateboarding with your friends in a whatever you listening to punk rock and you skate with your buddies. It's like. You do a kickflip, and you know, I want to do a bigger kickflip. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, going to do a, going to do a, uh, but you have your friends pushing you. Like yeah. that kickflip you did was awesome. Yeah. But you could do the bigger kickflip and go over the thing. That'd be even more awesome. So, I mean, I'm stoked that you did that kickflip, but let's do the cooler thing. Well, well, right, and so you get the best out of everybody, and I noticed that immediately with you, especially, John. You were like... Oh yeah, well this. Well, we can do this. Well, why don't you just hold it out a little longer? I'm yeah. sure you could do that for four, or six seconds, or eight seconds. You know, and I mean, like that kind of exactly what you're talking about: getting the best out of people, and and it being fun. Yeah, you're not sitting there barking at me. You can do it. Well, it's just like friends right. helping each other be get rad. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's everybody's right. just that's a great way to put it. Stoking each yeah. other out to like yeah. be awesome. Well, yeah. that's that's been the beauty recording with you. Uh, uh, recording the group vocals for True Intentions at your home studio, uh, and then doing the Liberty and Justice studio, uh, Liberty and Justice stuff uh, at your home studio. It's like uh, everything was like really uplifting and and positive, and felt like uh, we were pushing each other to do our best job. And there was no time constraint, and we all felt like we were there to be our best yeah. and to get our best out of each other. And that we we weren't on a meter. We were all there to get the absolute best end result. Yeah. It wasn't like, okay, we gotta get this in by the end of the day to get this product to this. Yeah. And that was like I, I, I haven't felt that feeling in a long time. And and, and so 
I, I, I make that comment to ask, like, for, for this, like, True Intentions EP, was it, like, a group effort producing it, or was it, like, mostly Craig, or, like, who, who was really at the helm producing it? It's tough, because, like, <laughs> I, I see we pointing this at Johnny. That it may be Johnny. Yeah. Well, I will say this, that, like, I know I definitely had a, 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 a role in it. But it was really, it really was the combination of, because uh, there are certain things that Craig did from, so let's put it this way, it wouldn't sound the way it sounds now if I wasn't involved or if we weren't involved, right? Right. But also, it wouldn't sound the same as it was right now, you know, if if, if uh, Craig, Craig wasn't involved either, you know what I mean? And, and, and I wanted to touch on something about the drums real quick because I, I was thinking about it just now as we were talking about like who's bringing, bringing different stuff to the table. Now, I'm, I have a very rudimentary understanding of recording, right? And it's been drums in particular. Mike, maybe you can help me with this. Like, when were you talking about like coming more from like a like overhead mic, like so, room yeah. sounding drums, like to for, a close for example, mic, one like metal? Big thing that Craig and I had, so it was it wasn't even differences. It was maybe a different approach. Okay, was. Um, in a lot of metal and a lot of hardcore music, it's real sort of kick and snare heavy. There's not a lot of room mics. There's not a lot of overheads. There's not a lot of like cymbals. It's real, just like just real kicking in those kick and the snare real compressed and it's. Like and, and like what I'm thinking of is like close mic, like strife, like in this yeah. defiance, like one truth. Like, no, no, I'm like, thinking like you hear those rolls that are all yeah, like yeah. close mic. Yeah. And I'm coming yeah, from an area of yeah. like uh, like Jerry Finn, like it's like yes. like yeah. like yeah. out come the wolves, rancid yeah, era, sure. like um, it's kind of pulled back, like or even like New Bomb Turks, right? Yeah, like 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 you're hearing like Keith Moon amounts of cymbals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, also yeah. You're, there's definitely subtracks in there and a lot of modern recording in there, but it still feels like a. You can hear the room. You yeah. get the room. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I is, wanted to make sure that, in, that, uh, that my understanding of what you were saying, because that's what I was thinking, but I wanted to make sure that no, I was understanding like, it right. In the way I'm describing it, I'm making. The, the version I thought was cool sound way better than Craig's version. I don't even mean that. <laughs> well, like, as you like, would, right? Yeah, I mean, right. That's, that's because Craig's version really is awesome at like being able to like like the drums cut through, you know, right. and you can really focus now on what's going on with guitars and and bass, and it's and plus it's just a different. Um, Animal producing something like that. That's right. A, that's a, right. Yeah. Uh, rock and roll. Well, and like you said, I think at the beginning, like the approach. Yeah. Right. The approach. Like, what are what are you going for? And what's cool about that is that you can get that. Like I was saying, the ass of will to live. That heavy, more metallic foundation yeah. that's seen in like bands like Hundred Demons. If you, know, if, you if you if you look at how how the bands made up with will to live. Yeah. Like uh -huh. that that style. I think with what Johnny and I, where we kind of more come from. Is a, is a stylistically a little different sounding yeah, yeah but we needed to have someone like Craig to to bring us bring us more into the I got the, you. The, the modern yeah. day kind of stuff you know because what we're used to is a, is a little more like like who we're sounding yeah. and well and, and what's cool about that is like not not artistically but almost like like um, the way it well, I guess it is artistically but more like the way it actually works out what am I what's the word I'm looking for 
the practicalities of it uh, of of bringing two styles yeah. together yeah. and and um but it's similar to the artistic um, aspect of it is that it's everybody bringing something, right? Yeah, everybody to adding fruition. to it, and then when it comes to fruition, it's greater than the sum of the parts. I will say something that those of you who know Craig know that Craig is a man of his opinions, and he'll just completely tear something up if he if he doesn't approve of it, if he doesn't like it. Um, and uh, from day one, he said, "You guys got something going here." He's always believed in it, and uh, man, shit, I, I want to give the guy credit here right now, because I, I mean, even even with the Walter List stuff, I know he's always been there for me, but I know that there's there's gotta been at least one time when he was like, I don't know about this shit. Yeah, he d he did also the f the only one time we did kind of rehearse before we recorded. We only got together one time, and he was there taking notes and listening to the songs, yes. and, and really like giving a shit about it yeah. so he was he was into it 100 percent yeah yeah which and made it which made a huge difference yeah. in the final product and let me say one more thing guys is that uh here we we have young mike fury here laugh mike <laughs> everybody that's playing what's live with me has been young at one point young, young gabriel wells uh, we're gonna bleep out where you said his name because we said we were just going oh, yeah. to laugh. <laughs> well, yeah. bleep it out, okay? Don't forget. No, so so we had we had Christian was uh, doing the drums. Uh, Who did, did a fantastic drums. job? He did a fantastic he did, job, and, he, and I wanted to yeah. mention his name, Christian Arnold, because. Uh, he actually approached me about the band because he did a, a phenomenal job. Um, shout out to Scott also. Actually, let me rewind that a little bit. It was Scott Smith, original World to Live guitarist. He's the one that told me my stepson uh, is doing drums in his band. You want to listen to it? And I heard it and I said, oh, this sounds badass, dude. And I said, well, good for him. And he said, well, actually, they may want, they may want you to do vocals on it. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I don't know if I'm if I'm like into it. I mean, I like the music. I don't know if I. That sounds like a very Scott sell. That's a very way of Scott to sell something to you. <laughs> hey, check this out, man. It's kind of cool, right? Well, I actually, see that you need to see. You need to sing for. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> put it on you like that. So. <laughs> so then, uh, to finish my my thought here, is uh, so. For, for one reason or another, uh, you know, Christian wasn't able to continue. Uh, we had a, a surely this is a somewhat of a dad core band in the sense that we don't have we're not like one thousand percent doing this every day, right? Um, so we don't we didn't have like super hard uh, deadlines, but I did have a mental deadline that this thing had to be we had to track this before the year was over. Rob was cracking it. I was like, hey man, we need to have this done by before 2020 is over, or else I'm not gonna be able to say the shit I said earlier, which is, hey, something good came out of 2020. Look, here's this. Um, so I said, that's a good goal. I said, as a, as a, I said, as a minimum, we need to start tracking in case the shit gets drug out. Uh, let's say second week of November, and that's when we started, right? Uh, and and unfortunately, like I said, Christian wasn't able to. to uh, meet that you know quote-unquote deadline and um you know then reese asked me and reese and johnny asked if uh if i knew anybody that uh would be up to the job 
And I mean, he hadn't even finished saying that when I said uh, Mike Fury, who has uh, co uh, cooperated with me since uh, when? With 2005? 2005. 2005, when he was about 12 years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, how old were you? We were like 18, right? Uh, 2005, yes, I was yeah, like 18 years old. Kid shows 19, up, 19. 19. He kid shows up to audition for Will to Live, and he's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. He was already in before he set up his drum. Yeah, he didn't know you had me. You had him at Maiden. You had me at Maiden. <laughs> but uh, kid, but you're no, in. But, yeah, and it's like, but you haven't even you haven't even had me heard me play yet. I know. Uh, so, so we're gonna get along just great. <laughs> tell me about the last record you bought. So then. Um, <laughs> We, uh, he, he really had uh, about uh, two weeks to prepare for the for the actual drum tracking of this EP. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was like two weeks. So, yeah. so the challenge was for him was to learn the songs and put his flavor to them. As we said, Christian has done a great job, but I think Mike executed. Uh, he actually he wrote the songs. He wrote the, the drum tracks for. Track number six. Um, yeah, I think we had did we had two or just one track that he. I think did. it was one. One that had no. They had no drums on it. That's no right. Drums yeah. on it. So I did a little beatboxing and said, "Here's an idea. <laughs> take it where you want to take it from here." Uh, and then you know he did. You know he added his own little my fear spice on on some uh, critical parts. I think in some of the songs. And uh, when I first heard it, I was like. Ah, it sounds great, but I don't know if it maybe a little a little, a little uh, space in there would be cool. And it's like now when I listen to the songs, it's like that's fucking perfect. I'm so glad he did that there. Oh, yeah, but, uh, he killed it, man. I was gonna I was gonna let you talk, but then I kept talking. <laughs> so, hey, I'm I can't just, believe that. Man. I'm just a drummer over here. <laughs> Oh, you're you're uh, an integral part here. Well, uh, just to add to the point of uh, Craig, uh, it, it, I don't feel like we're shitting on Craig at, at all. But I I just got to put it out there. Like I think I, you are a little bit. Well, okay. <laughs> no. So, okay, so I will shit on Craig. No, Craig, don't shit on Craig. I gotta shit on Craig. No, I'm just joking. Uh, okay, I will shit on Craig. Like, like yeah, yeah, no. no uh, I was trying to think about it while while, uh, while you're talking. We've worked with Craig. It's been over 20 years now, right? So, Ten Crowns. We did the the first draft of of the first full length with him. Mm -hmm. uh, Grave Robbers, I Am Wolf, The Burden. Um, Which the burden isn't just whistling Dixie. That that my luck are my two favorite <laughs> records ever out of Texas. And just, just throwing that out there, man, that is awesome. And I remember. Are, are you, you're talking about Feral Children, right? And Catholic Guilt. And Catholic Guilt. Yeah. Okay. And wow. we, whenever we did uh, Feral Children, that was his first time doing uh, tracking live. Um, but I remember going into uh, the I Wolf. That was like his first time kind of fucking around with, with punk rock, and we didn't really know if he was able to kind of do yeah. that type of genre of music, you know, and, and what it was gonna. Well, and, and and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, like Die Young, right? Die Young, in. yeah. What else says Craig? Die Young, bitter in your mistake. Your mistake, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude I, listen, man. I track with Craig, and I All said, of what to live. if you want to sound good, yeah, 
and you want your your shit to be heard, go to Cole. I can say he's exactly who. I, as a person that's that's that like I used to, I would produce a record a year basically. Like I'm always in the studio and I'm always yeah. working with bands. Like as somebody like I can tell you that since 2004, I've been looking for somebody like Craig to work with, and I'm so grateful that I found him. And I already. Just through first starting out with Liberty, and then it was really coincidental, just from our involvement with Rob, that True Intentions ends up there too, obviously. But like now, I got I'm going to be producing a Slapshot record there. I'm going to be doing a Stars and Stripes there. Well, speaking on that point, I wanted to ask. So, so you your your production resume is like insanely impressive and you're just now getting back into producing again what's what's that looking like right now well uh man honestly that was the thing with like with the liberty with the liberty record it was obviously because you know you're my boy and i started the band you know with you guys and like and it was like uh it was really important to me that it was represented the band was represented well and that studios were working with you properly and really, um, as a, you know putting just going the extra mile and that kind of thing so like it was important to me to get back into it and I really was happy happy to do the Liberty reason record for that reason and and just getting my chops back, my editing chops, my all of the different Pro Tools tricks that you you know learn over the years. But if you step away from it for a couple of years, you're like, you got new stuff. Yeah. Side side note, you were a part of every other Liberty recording, just kind of like yeah, boys. Yeah, just always. dipping in, just kind of. You you always gave me a vocal production. Hand. Yeah, yeah. But this was like, I, this was like, like I know I had a hand before, but I really like want to make sure that it sounds awesome and that you know the songs are well thought out and you know all that kind of stuff. And so, so just doing that Liberty record, man, and then even just kind of the way the way we've been doing some of the tracking with True Intentions was like, okay, let's the, the Slapshot record fell in and then uh, Jonah's solo project is falling in. Um, uh, and uh, there was another there was another hardcore project uh uh oh our other the, the other project uh honor culture oh, honor culture yeah 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 so and that's with monster and truth and ak ray and um, we have like five or six songs written for that and cool. and those dudes are all in, in uh some pretty heavy bands right yeah yeah so ray is scarhead and uh, uh vietnam vietnam and uh He's Northern Hit Squad now, and then Monster, of course, is like fucking. I mean, Monsters played for everyone. The DRI, the Madball, the Possessed, Machine Possessed, Possessed, yeah, yeah, Possessed, yeah, yeah, Marauder, Marauder, Marauder. So, so what's what's going on with that project? You said you guys got five or six songs. What's what's it going to be like? It's funny, man, because again, it's one of those things where it's where Reese really. I've been I've been playing street punk songs with him for fucking twenty five years at this point, and like he'll he'll come up with like a 
like a, a hardcore riff that's like like did, did you write this dude like this is like this is like sounds like something that uh don't die back Daryl would have come up with god damn holy shit <laughs> <laughs> does, it, does, it, does it have a die back tone though Hey, dude. Hey, Mason. That's a hell of a riff you wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think with that band, it, it sounds like exactly the same as, as True Intentions. It's four guys or five people, and it's just how it sounds. That's awesome. Man. And, and yeah, if you cool. imagine those people in all those bands with all that little bit of input. That sounds great. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. Like what I'm imagining sounds right? great. It sounds, yeah. it, it sounds like, like you guys, right, Brian, getting together with, with, uh, with Holston and like all of the influences. It's exactly, exactly the same. So I, I am much the same with like True Intentions. Like Reese is a fucking genius. He really I'll take is. That. He and he he's counting like, and every and everything he everything he does he puts his mind and his art behind it and his sound and like and, and everything. But I, where I can step in a play is like I have some I have I know my way around a studio. I know a good amount about about managing bands and music business and production and getting us to shake the hands of all the people we need to shake hands with and I can help put shit together. But like man, we. Uh, we, you can you can also play bass, right? Yeah. Some of that. And back of vocals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm rock. sorry, a quarter of the band as well. I think with, with, the, with the songs, with, with like the style of songs, it needs, it 100% needs someone to make it sound good too. Oh, yeah. With your style and, and your knowledge of, of production, it, it turns the songs into, into what I'm what I'm hearing in my head, right? You know, which is well, it's, I mean, your ability to do that—it's like it's—it's it's hard to—it's hard to put into words on a, on a, on a like, But just knowing that I've played in Roger Marin, the disasters with you, which it's, it's you know you know what it is, mm -hmm. and and then uh, and then True Intentions, and then this other thing that we're doing, and knowing that you've you've written songs for the project in question that are so uh, natural and uh, like it, I don't know it's it's just a weird ability that you have to do like for me every song that I write on an acoustic guitar sounds like I'm, I want to be like stiff little fingers and I can never break away from from that every song I write is going to sound like a street dog's off take until the day I die you know what I mean but which is not a bad ability. thing we turn that into something too yeah you know? but you have this ability and you know of just being like like I really I feel like on this record I'm being dude from fucking street dogs. Rob is being Rob from Will Live, you're being Mike from from and, <laughs> and, and, and and I'm being the dude from Street Dogs. And it's really Reese that's like I'm the savant. Yeah. He's this it, he has this ability to Bring, bring it all together right well, what's, what's funny so. just from an outsider perspective is I kept hearing about this guy Reese who is, like, who, is yeah, this who is this Where is who he? is this guy Reese he, he's sitting oh, in a he's... hole in Lake Jackson <laughs> for like 20 <laughs> years <laughs> right. I was, I was right, like where is right. the man who's like paying no, okay. pay no, pay no attention to the guitarist behind the curtain all because right. it was like oh Liberty and Justin I was like man this is so good and they're like yeah yeah this guy Reese I was like okay so who is he oh he's from the east coast and he's older I was like yeah but who is he I never know and then like Rob's like oh yeah this guy Reese wrote this. and uh, he's showing me these songs I was like I'm starting to think that he doesn't 
exist. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like Reese's <laughs> like code for like a song yeah. generator. It's like William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven feet tall. No, he's like Kaiser Sose. You know, like he, he flies airplanes too. <laughs> dude, I, I swear Reese has been here the whole time I've been here, which here is a long freaking time, dude. And I saw Reese when I lived in I lived in Boston and he was in New York City and that's yeah. three and a half hours away, right? I would see him once a week. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Now we're in the same goddamn city and I've seen a lot him maybe of times. Four ten times in <laughs> twenty years. You're still about the same distance. You're still about the same distance. Yeah. I like how he shut it down Interviews are no, no. <laughs> fucking Australian. No, no, he no. <laughs> Thanks for all the fish. Sure. That's it. So, Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> I like how bleep laughs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bleep. So, so, bleep. so, so bleep. You're from uh, Laredo, right? <laughs> Hey man, hey, I love playing Laredo, man. Hey, I do, I hey, do too. Hey, I miss it. Hey, let's go play Laredo. Hey, we're going back there uh, July 10th. Oh, let's right. go play yes. Laredo. Yeah. yeah. I do want to say this. I'll take your Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why we couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know if things are going to go this way too, but it just seems appropriate since we're all old friends. But I know everyone's doing amazing shit in their lives creatively and artistically. But Gabe. Uh -huh. That fucking voice of yours and the skills that you have, what are you doing? I would, okay, so I had a yes. couple false starts. Um, I say false starts. There's, a, there's a, we were going to do this band Freezer, me and a fellow named Josh Wolf. What do you mean um, we were? Well, well, you just, just, just broke it up. Come on, man. <laughs> well, what I did is I, 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 like with in a big huff, I exited the group text. Yeah. I really did. So and so has left the I totally did that. And it was like because I had driven downtown for practice and practice was canceled. And I was like, boom, left the group. You know, but, um, but and no, it's just, it was hard to get it to come together because all these guys do a lot of bands. Like Josh has been in like every single kind of like, Mike's been in all the Texas hardcore bands. Josh has been in like every Houston punk band. Like Josh Wolf, he was in Secret Prostitutes, he was in uh, uh, the Snooty Garbage Man. I mean, it, like it just goes on and on, right? Crime Wave, like all kinds of, and and they're just like cool projects. So I was like, man, how much fun would that be to do a more punk rock project? So we were gonna do that. It's like more um, Poison Idea style, right? Yeah, like really fast, like old school hardcore. And he's uh, one of the few guys who is like. Can really do that old punk, yeah, yeah. like really fast single kick, yeah. like just real fast. Like he can go faster than you, so you just go as fast as you can sing and you can play guitar, yeah. you know. And um, but uh, there, there was like a little internal dynamic, lineup changes, people not getting along, stuff like that. And of course, uh, like we were talking about before we really got going, I work like eighty four hours a week, right? So that leaves no room. So while I'm on a project, it's like it's really hard for me to practice now. That being said, I'm also I'm doing a band that's definitely going to happen with a guy named Jason Friedman, who um, has uh, been around. He was uh, he's Rob's best friend. Yeah. And, and no, I'm, jo I'm joking. Um, he has a history with just about everyone in the Texas. I just happened to be here, man. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> happened to be here. And uh, um, Jason, uh, Jason was um, in Pride Kills with me for a long time, and um, we we hadn't talked much in years. And a mutual friend kind of brought us back together, and we just we started playing. And him and I are writing songs, and right now it's me playing bass and singing, him playing guitar and singing, 
and uh, <clears throat> we're looking for like kind of a uh, gritty DRI, yeah. hardcore, a little bit metal. But yeah. since we're not really good at guitar and bass, just kind of you had that fake until you make it metal. Oh no 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 no, dude! Oh yeah, yeah, Idiot City, Idiot City. Yo, oh, Idiot and I did that band, Idiot City. So fucking, yeah. Hey, what a fucking rad name that is, too. Man. Oh yeah, and oh, you know how that name came up? That name came up on a. Uh, a long weekend when the fellows from Folsom, Matt and Stu, yeah. came and uh, we did one of those like just three all nighters in a row. Good time. Oh shit! Ryan Idiot City tattoo. Ryan has Idiot City tattooed on his butt. I do know what you're saying. I would kiss it. It looks so good. If it wasn't because of this COVID loss, he would kiss it. No, that would be in my mouth. Hold on, here, get it out again. I got a mask right here. No. So, so no, we did that, and and anyways, we had this long party weekend, and anytime someone was really messing up, like really like. Showing their ass, we would say like, "Oh, dude, that's Idiot City," you know, like, "Oh, dude, Idiot City," and it was like our little catchphrase. And I was like, "I'm gonna start a band called Idiot City," and they were like, "Now, now, now, listen." They were like, their whole thing was like getting a next level astral plane, being in the spirit world, and they're like, "Well, we're starting a band called Spirit World." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, well, y'all do Spirit World. I'm doing Idiot City." So I think Spirit World signed in with like Century Media or someone. So. I got. I, got <laughs> I, think, I think their project got a little bigger. <laughs> I got. Well, I got news about that. Oh, okay. Well, don't let me speculate. Give us the real. <laughs> so uh, Stu's talking about coming to Texas. Uh huh. So he he's gonna hit me up Monday about dates. I'm so glad you didn't say he exited the group text. Stu? That's my move. So hopefully we'll see awesome. Spirit World soon. Are, are they going to play here? I was like oh, dude. 20-something years I was stuck with a fucking terrible band name of Street Dogs <laughs> and gave as his fucking band. Yeah. Bad ass fucking name <laughs> right like there four like that. Months, like it's like the best name yeah. ever. I'm like, and they say nothing good comes out of partying, dude. <laughs> yeah. the best band names ever. <laughs> Just stay up for three days. You'll figure it out. That's a good point. Don't go to sleep until you got it dude, sorted. The, the shows that we would play with Idiot City, <laughs> he would show up sweaty in like a, a cat tank top and just be like, Man, I'm on another level right here. <laughs> and like, I remember some guys, I remember some guys, some like a skinhead dude from Austin coming up and like wanting to have a serious conversation with me. Like at the, end, at, the, at the end of one of these kind of weekends. And I was wearing a Youth of Today shirt with sleeves cut off and I had like a like a rainbow headband on with like sunglasses. And the guy's like, man, yeah. Youth of today. Break down the walls, guys. <laughs> yeah, dude. They like wanted to talk to me about like straight edge and shit. And I was like, Bruh. I'm just keeping it weird in Austin, man. You know, like, and I said it like that, like all shitty. I mean, yeah, yeah, hey, he not a fan. He, he was not an a, idiot city fan. He bumped into Billy Milano out there. <laughs> he, he wasn't into it. It's like, I was like, you're acting like 68 never happened, man. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, see, another, another, and, and like, what, like what you were talking about earlier, like with Idiot City. The whole thing, like, my, the whole idea behind that was, like, absurdism. And what's cool is that the singer for Idiot City, Richard Krenwelge, is, is, like, a serious intellectual. Like, like people don't know. Dude. That guy's got, like, a master's degree in philosophy. Like, 
he's not he's not he doesn't just he doesn't just like to talk about cool ideas yeah, like no, he's yeah. read books and knows what the fuck he's talking about <laughs> he can read he can yeah. read yes yeah, so speaks in speak a sound and elocution speaks in full sentences yeah. and um he was like into it and yeah. being a skinhead that's very rare for someone to be like let's do some like artsy yeah yeah like, kind yeah. of oi rock and roll and like like oh you want to dress up like ridiculous like wear a wig and dress like Shea St. John on stage and do like all this weird shit like that would totally usually be like totally off limit not just off limits but like offensive uh, yeah and that was the idea was that like we'll play pretty good street rock and roll oi but totally look ridiculous to antagonize it yeah. was it was to antagonize the crowd so he's know? got a new band with the 90s lineup of LCB called yeah. Bullshit Detector it's so fucking lower class brats. Yeah, yeah. It's, a 90, it's, 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 yeah. A, it's basically the '90s lineup of lower class brats. And my, the, what was the guitar player's name? That's the guy with the, the longer hair. Yeah, so uh, it, it's it's not him. It's basically um, it's like every, it's 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 uh, like the old drummer. Uh, it's a lot of the dudes from LCB, and then Richard on vocals, and it's called Bullshit Detective. That's and awesome. Fucking. What awesome. do you know? What they have out right now? Yeah, they got a cassette that just came out, and okay. they, they're working on a seven-inch. They got a band camp, like if we look. Yeah, a uh, full band camp. All awesome, that stuff. awesome, dude. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd really like to hear it. Yeah, but he he was cool. He was a lot of fun to work with. Yep. Nice. I think this this with with uh, twenty twenty being the way it was is is going to do something to the music scene with all of these people. One hundred percent more creative, and everybody's gonna. I want to do something. Let's get a band. Let's go. It's gonna take off. I tell you what, dude. I hope. I really. I really hope, man. I, you know, this is I didn't just shit, whatever. But I did talk to him uh, at at the show at at the Liberty show a couple weeks back, man. I really hope I can work with. Uh, with uh, 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 and what's the name of that band now? Killer Hearts. Killer Hearts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really hope that I can work with the Killer Hearts man. I think, I think, I think. Uh, like when I was watching that band play, I was like, they're fucking. Rad. What about that? What about the dynamic, man? Like between their singer and guitarist and and Gil playing yeah. bass and like yeah, yeah there. Yeah. So Gil they're, they're was the original bass player of Pride Kills. Yeah. 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 He was the like yeah because Pride Kills like kind of started as more punk. It was yeah. more punkish. Yeah. Like and, and he's a really yeah, good yeah dude gave and creepers he, yeah he's a really good like punk bass player like like I remember that song Golden Days like yeah he's solid dude yeah and he would get down and Gil kind of has that look that's his thing yeah which like Killer Hearts you know yeah. like really plays into that dynamic and um, yeah I, you can't say enough good stuff about that band there I mean awesome. to me the the. The New York Dolls and the Dead Boys are just as important as AF and Sigma oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That shit is so cool, well, man. And they they knock that sound and look out of the park. Whenever yeah. they walk into a party, a show, wherever, it's like, you know what the fuck is. And not just that. Not just that, but, like, they're social dynamic we had them on the radio show when i was over at uh, the 90.1 the rock and soul review with uh, rad rich and you yeah. got we had you guys on oh yeah yeah, yeah. um and i say you guys not true intentions i was talking about johnny and uh, ryan yeah, yeah and they came on and like spun some records uh but we had them come on and spin records and dude listen to those guys tell stories and 
I mean, just just the way they click together and how much they love rock and roll. And like, oh, but but hold on, game. I got to tell you about this record. It was like Radio Birdman. Yeah, they were just yeah, 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 going yeah, insane yeah. about it. It was good time. It was good stuff. But um, but yeah, they've they've definitely got that that uh, lag me out, right? A little something extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've absolutely. they've got it going on. Uh, I'm excited for. You guys did. You guys just had a split come out with them, right? Yeah, and we're we're playing the record release show for that uh, June twelfth. Which it's cool. Because Where, where's they, the record release at? Uh, that's gonna be at Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah. okay, Red Dwarf. And that's in Midtown, right? Yeah. We're talking about Midtown Houston for, any, for the people yeah. in Japan listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just so we're not just speaking Texan over here. Or like give me a little perspective. We're skipping over Germany and England. And like, yeah. like, we're, no, we're reaching out and touching someone. You know? <laughs> have, have you guys started talking about shows or anything like that? There, there is. We, we're, well, you're not ready to say. Can we say now or? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confirmed. Oh, you can't just talk about the beans. You got to heat them up and serve them. Come on. <laughs> Can, can you explain that to the people in, in Japan? What okay, that, that yeah, that, that right there was a uh, colloquialism <laughs> that we use here in America. You know, um, it's, it's kind of code for if you have some big news, you had better deliver it rather than just discuss it in front of company. Great breakdown. <laughs> Serve up them hot ass beans, boy. <laughs> Don't be a dick. So, yeah, and the date is actually. And uh, actually, we're still talking about maybe another show, but uh, well, we, it wouldn't necessarily be the first show. The but books, we have a show booked finally. Awesome! So in the books, in the books, uh, we are playing. Mike, no. <laughs> bleep! Drum we're roll! Drum roll! There you go. September the nineteenth. It's a Sunday, and uh, we're playing the Terror Show. Terror's coming to Houston. Oh. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yes. Unfortunately, I don't know who else. More stage dives. Like, I know that. Where, where's that going to be at? <laughs> I don't know. Where do you know where that's going to be? No. Well, 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 well Christian's so, booking it, right? Christian's booking oh, it. Oh, Christian Larson. Yes, and he reached out. So it so must be uh, over there, right? I think it's going to be at the White, White Oak. Oak. Yeah, the White Oak. Oh wow, that is going to be uh, so, great. That's awesome, dude. And that in the small room at White Oak is. Is, I mean, so I saw Crowbar yes. there. Yeah, That's man, sweet. we just had our first practice, and we were kind of batting that around. We're like, because right now we're also shopping our EP, yeah. which is done. Everything's done. Artwork, everything is pretty much done, ready to go. We just are trying to get it chopped out. We got a guy, my buddy Lawrence Custers, um, uh, is helping us kind of figure out the, the business for it all, like trying to find a home and a label for it. But as soon as we have that in play, then it's like, all right, well, we got to start booking shows too now that you can do that. But we, we were talking about that earlier. We're like, you know, I mean. This is the first new band that we've had, and what um, you know, I think e each of us individually were like, "How does this work now?" We just we practice, and then we're like, "I guess we're ready to play a show now." But then we have to do it a few months out. We have to book uh, a show, I guess now, and uh, you know, plenty of time for more. Anyway, <laughs> oh, hold on, why, why are you doing that to me? <laughs> I think they're doing that thing. In keeping with the beans. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so let's serve them up. Why are you doing that to me? Because you, you know what I want to see at y'all's first show? 
<laughs> you want to see me? Uh, oh, yeah, I want to see you show up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see stage dives and sing-alongs, right? We'll yeah, see. Yeah, jumping yeah. on some hey, fucking speaking heads. Up, dude. <laughs> can can we can we say that we the the band the band wants to try and get that that style back? That even though we're all older dudes and we hurt and we're tired and we get up early to go to work, it would be nice to to be like fuck it. We're gonna dance for twenty minutes and and like how we used to be. And then just fuck around for another 30 minutes and then go home. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, just like, yeah. fuck it, you know, push each other around, yeah. jump on each other, act crazy. And, I love it. You know, like, fuck you know, it. I, I think that, everybody needs that. that will yeah. go along, I need that. I need that. That will go along with the Alliance sure. for our sponsorships with uh, Icy Hot and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Air Club for Men. Uh, no, Camp no. for Fanique, maybe. Yes. <laughs> now, speaking of, but, but no, but you know what? It's it's so cool that Christian reached out, and that that option was with with Terror because, you know, that's the first time the first band that took World to Live out out of uh, Texas. Really, it was uh, we were, we had some shows up in the Northeast, but everything kind of fell apart, and we're on the way back. And yeah. uh, fucking. Go ahead, man. Terror, Terror played before I forget. Terror played on my 21st birthday, and I was playing bass for Will to Live, and yes. we played with them at that sports bar. Genesis, Genesis sports, sports bar, and we had that Death party Threat. with Death Threat. So on my 21st birthday, I had a party with Death Threat and Terror at the rental house I was staying at in Copperfield. God, do you remember damn. that? Yes. God, I'm, I'm sorry. I had to throw that out there because every time I think about Terror, that's like one of my golden memories <laughs> yeah. it's like did that really happen yes that really well dude happened. i mean so like a, like a year later yeah. you know shit's falling apart and like we're just kind of talking with our all our boys that are, i mean keep in mind it's 2003 not everybody you know not everybody had a sidekick not everybody you know not everybody had like a, a phone that is like a smartphone that shit didn't even exist um, so and it's like, what's going on? How's it going for you guys? Man, we fucking we lost a bunch of shows. We're fucking headed back to Texas. No, dude, don't go back to Texas. Why don't you scoop swing over here to Cleveland and shit? We're on tour with Champion with Death Threat, and uh, you know we'll fucking talk to the promoters, and it's either you guys get to play or we don't play. You know, and, and it's straight up, dude. I mean, and that's say, I, I want to say this because you know, in case. Ever hear anybody shit talking any of these guys? Uh, straight up, there were nights that we were out with these guys. That it's like, how'd you guys do on merch? Was the question. And then, uh, okay, well here's an extra something from from our merch, dude. That is some fucking brotherhood friendship. Well, we, and let me say something real quick. Our first time out, we had an almost identical experience. And this is what's awesome about hardcore that I guarantee you wouldn't see in a metal in show metal, or something. In metal, fuck no. Yeah, or, or, I mean, even in punk. I, or, I, I don't know, I can't speak for that, but what I can say, this is awesome about hardcore, because Rob just shared that story. Pride Kills was on our first tour. Three shows fell through in the Northeast. It was cold, we were sleeping in the van. We were defeated. We were going home. I mean, Luke Bennett, tears rolling down his cheeks. Me, tears rolling down my tears. Like, we're, I mean, seriously, coming, driving in a cold, it was like an allegory. Foxy right, Brown. dark, dark road, Foxy Brown, this old Econoline F-150 panel van, driving home, like just defeated in the depths, comes driving by, full-blown chaos, 
Oh, right, like all trying to joke with us and stuff. Cause we joke, we played a bunch of shows with them back home. He like hits up Luke, like, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, hey, I'm sorry, dude. We were, we were actually kind of down. We're heading home. Like we we had just left the club. We we're leaving, and they're like, "Oh no, you're not going home. Like, look, we're mm-hmm. we're gonna be playing these shows. Why don't you come play with us? And uh, I'll tell you what, we're gonna play tomorrow in um in Ohio. We're gonna play with Crowd uh, Deterrent." And you guys, you guys can come, and we can play. We'll try. We'll get you paid. And it was Ed, and he was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll get you paid. We'll get it figured out." He's like, "In the next night, we'll play with Dead Wrong and Integrity, or no, it wasn't even Integrity. It was Ringworm and Dead Wrong and us." And then we were in Cleveland at Peabody's, and then we were fanboying out because Dwid was there, and they were like, "Oh, you know what? Integrity's going." An integrity claim. Yeah, and I mean, dude, like, would that happen in any other music scene? No. Absolutely well, not. Th- what no about one the would irony? save yeah. you from driving home right. and <laughs> calling your parents and trying to get gas money to make it all. And then making you know, your shit yeah. come true with, like, especially you were on tour with Jason. I know Jason was a huge. Jason Friedman, yeah. And he was a huge integrity fan. Dude. And then integrity played, and then Dwin's like, here, Jason Friedman's going to help me out from Houston, Texas. And he gets up there yeah, and sings man. Systems Overloader. Wow. Yeah, so, man, know, that's badass. Dude. In, in, in um, Cleveland? Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, dude, I mean, it, that's exactly. So, so Terror says, uh, come on over. And it's like, well, where, where should we go first? Like, well, come to Cleveland. We should get you on that show. Uh, and that's uh, the lineup is just the most ridiculous thing. There was integrity, uh, integrity headlining at Peabody's. Yep. Uh, with uh, fucking terror champion and death threat is the, the package that we, wow. we were rolling yep. with. Uh, desperate measures. Oh, jeez. That's awesome. That show had actually no desperate measures didn't play that night. They, they played with the DC, but was. Uh, it was insane. There's a flyer fl- floating around that I post every once in a while. Hey, so yes. we had the same luck with H2O at the Triple Rock. We got to, they, they hooked us up big time, showed us a lot of love. We got to play with H2O, Stretch Armstrong. Was that band that was really big at the time? That's already pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, I still no, I listened no, no, no. to Rituals of Life yesterday. Like um, I still dram stretch. They're awesome. It was some PETA tour, and it, it was really cool. It was, you know, got to play the Triple Rock. It was amazing. Got ten all crowns. The, yeah, ten crowns. It showed us a bunch of love. Made sure we got paid and all this stuff. And um, it was it was either a couple tour. Yeah, it was a couple tours later. We were on tour with our homies Die Young. In this in the southwest, our band fucked up, and we were trying to get in the band with Die Young. And we're like, and they're like, oh, we don't have any room, man. Y'all need to figure it out. Ah! <laughs> I just had to throw no, that out. I, I, no, I love. I, love, I say I love, that because I love no, but Daniel. speaking of, doesn't Daniel have a new album out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Daniel. Tooth and Claw. Yeah. Tooth, tooth, tooth and Claw rips. Tooth and claw. It, we ended up getting our shit uh, figured out. I just had to throw that saltiness out there. Well, well actually, I, let me, I, I, let me I, ask I don't know the story, but I love how uncomfortable it made Rob. You want to know why? Too? Honest, honest to God, I was hoping for last. I didn't get last, so I have to throw some love. No, uh, but you, you know what? Hey, no, the no, acid, on the acid of the beans, we're, right? Like literally, we're, we're, we're all in New Mexico, and it was it was uh, it was ten crowns and die young, and like we we're like fuck, our our band fucked up, and we're we're all going to the same place. It was ten crowns die young tour, and and uh, I'm talking to Daniel, and they're like, well, I don't know, we gotta go. Y'all figure it out, and I'm like. 
Were you God with Kyle? Were you with Kylie yeah. Howard? Yes. That's why. No, man. Dude, I you know. know. <laughs> I know. Hey, I say, hey, I saw Kylie's dick on that tour. Man. Oh, oh. Man, hey, there was oh. one tour where we did street did, dogs. Did right? you wear a diaper? Just yes, coming. he did. He oh did. my he did. god! And <laughs> <laughs> that was all for free, he worked, Kylie. He worked. You don't even have to pay us for doing this podcast. I just want to sanitize this thing with Daniel that I do want to get this in there because I do want to get this in there because that's a great way to put it. Because Daniel fucking looked out for 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 Will to live so hard that you know we're we're headed to Canada, dude. And on the way up there, James Neely hurt his hand and couldn't continue playing, right? Mm-hmm. So Daniel's like, fuck, dude, I guess I'm going to have to sing and play guitar at the same time. And then he was asking Scott if he could read, learn the songs. And for one reason or another, I guess Scott was feeling sick or whatever. He couldn't help him out. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we got to the border in Canada, they're like, everybody can go through except for this motherfucker. Hey, who no. was our boy Felix that was playing drums. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. There's no fucking drummer that can, that can fill in. And then fucking Daniel comes, steps up and he goes, I know a couple. I play drums. You fucking play drums for Wolves Live. No, listen. I, I, so I, 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 story is Daniel likes that. Rob a lot more than I love. I love Daniel. He's, he's a dear friend, and and I do understand, especially at that time. You remember how Ten Crowns was, yeah. dude? It could have been his we, way of saying like, "Yo, you do too much heroin." No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That, that we were we were that, that band looked dirty. Yeah. Our band, that band looked that band was dirty. We were we were some dirty boys. Well, you already said like I mean there was a couple like there just a couple little tidbits was all you need to know to get a yeah. picture. Well, you know, and, and it's Kylie, like a paint by number. Kylie was wearing a clown suit Jump. the whole time. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he's wearing he's, he he was nude. He was wearing a diaper. Yeah. Pistols, uh, obviously drugs. Yeah, and I can't understand why a straight edge band wouldn't want you to come back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they were trying to be cool the whole time, but they were just like, oh, I don't know. We're not out. trying to be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, I, I think he said something like, oh, we'll let the promoter know. Just like, well, you know, one time, one time I pulled up to a show at Mango's, and Daniel was like trying to tell me to move my motorcycle, and I was like, what? What? <laughs> like, it? And he's like, nothing, man, you're good. Yeah. Let, me, let's go the re- let me just go on the record saying there's no sanitizing this. That was, yeah. that was a good way to put that. Sorry, I, I'm sorry I totally stole your... No, not at all. I was, actually, I was actually just thinking to myself, I feel like everybody that has been doing it long enough has that one, like where they're like, no... I'm not a shit talker, and uh, <laughs> you know I don't have anything bad to say. But there was this one fucking band that I toured with one time. And, uh, <laughs> well, see, and, and what's, what's cool about that is like, okay, we were talking about all the good idealistic aspects of hardcore, and then there was a couple good examples of altruism in hardcore, and then the real hard now, which was talking shit about <laughs> other bands and other people. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it's all a part of it. Let's let's. Basic it's a good time, right? Because it, it was, it was, it was, it was what matched the whole true friends family, the brotherhood thing, and then it was the oh shit, get hit. Right. Well, yeah. Well, see, and I'm waiting for someone to bust in this door right here and knock me or you out. Like, it's yeah, gonna happen, right? No. Um, 
especially when you're young when you're young you're trying so fucking hard yeah you know you're like i just want to i remember when we when i was tour manager of the fucking dropkick murphys we had uh anti-flag out on oh, and it was like it it was like a weird bill like it was uh anti-flag and in, in, in dropkick murphys but i was blood for blood. i was gonna say blood for blood and yeah. maybe even death threat okay like it was a weird combination of different, and uh, and at first I was like I was like I remember saying to Ken like at the time, uh, anti flag was getting pretty popular, but they were pretty popular for like the upside down flag. And what what year like, was this? It, whenever they late nineties, late nineties, okay. and, and, yeah. and all the skins. Oh yeah, back on uh, anti flag. So oh, yeah, so it's like we're talking now. We're going on, and so so initially I was. We were just like, oh, Ken's a guy in the dropkicks. We were like, dude, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, this is going to be bad. But the first couple shows come up, and, like, dropkick fans were, were actually pretty nice to, to, to the anti-flag. And anti-flag were, they had a special backdrop made on that tour that didn't have the upside-down flag. It was another image that they had or whatever, but, like, so like everything was seemingly working out all right, but at the time, dude, I'm thinking back then, I'm like, they're trying so hard to be super punk, dropkick. We're also trying really hard to be to establish themselves as whatever the fuck they were trying to establish themselves <laughs> sure. at, and like, uh, it's like the 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 meeting of the worlds. The meeting of the worlds coming together in, in that age and everyone's trying to prove themselves and come into this thing. Well, I and just it, remember like, they it, had this fault, like, it almost made the whole tour and then Houston, Texas <laughs> happened. The whole fucking tour we did. Hello? And Houston, Texas happens and uh, Rob doesn't realize that. Rob's he, taking a call. He's taking a call. Uh, but he, yes. But he had uh, uh, so anyway, it was the kind of thing where where it was like the the get to Houston, Texas. Some of the Houston skinheads throw battery <laughs> at the kid singing for Anti Flag. Oh, I think it was man. Fiesta Mike and maybe Caesar. Oh, okay. And I remember because, and I felt partially responsible for it because I remember like changing the batteries of the tuners or. <laughs> and carelessly discarding yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only oh, maybe I'll leave this here, maybe yeah. I'll leave this here. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody might need this later. Yeah, yeah. But uh but then but then uh so so I just remember it happening and I remember the, 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 the and he's a neighborhood kid, South Bot you know, Dorchester, whatever, but he's not afraid to throw down. In fact he some might say he loves throwing down. So it was like this this any kid from Anti-Flag comes backstage, yeah, our singers are, or your fans are assholes. And oh, so God. Ken Casey's like, you say what? And there's a, now there's a beef between the skinny little nerd, you know, and Kenny and this, this and that. And then they, so they make up and they're like, oh, we're going to, we'll see you tomorrow in San Antonio. But everything's okay. People are okay. Anti-Flag says, yeah, yeah, we'll see you in, in San Antonio tomorrow. Never saw him again. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Just, that just Bailed. bounced. That was it. Houston was the last show. I ended up like, you know. Well, well to be fair, it was. And seeing him and, and all that, man. but it was just like one of those. To like, be fair, that was not going to get better in San Antonio. No, I'm no, 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 I'd wager my uh, 401k. Hey, to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, I know that, uh, 
uh, I mean, really, hats off to all parties involved that they were even willing to try doing that in the first hindsight. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I also at the same time, I don't know what anti-flag was what they thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, if they had they thought they were playing to to a bunch of teenage. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now looking at that bill, them even thinking that like they can pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, remember. Kind of, okay, so I have a different perspective because I'm a little bit younger. Um, I remember those shows coming through to Fitzgerald's, right, and seeing like like Dropkick. Uh, no. God, what show was it? It was Blood for Blood, and uh, I want to say uh, U.S. Bombs, maybe. No Are fear. No, no, it, it was that show. It's the one you're talking about. It was an yeah. anti-flag show, and I was I was young. My sister, oh told yeah, me. folks, it and, I, it and I had like a leather jacket on. I had my like, and I was there, and my sister was like, "I'm gonna be walking around, and this one bitch is butt on, and she's she's been asking for it." So like you just stay over here, and I remember just being like posted up, just like God, I hope no one kicks my ass, and it was just like nothing but like punks. Everyone's like an adult, you know. I was not an adult, and I just like just like hoping to make it out alive, and that was like my quintessential experience of like punk rock origin. Punk rock is (laughs) punk rock is dangerous. Yeah, like like you you might be just lucky to walk out of here. The, the, yeah. the, the other thing with it too with a band like that not to be mean to that band in particular but with with the whole punk thing it's it's got to be more about about do what you want to do yeah without without telling you it's, it's giving you a specific picture of this is what we want you to be like mm-hmm. and that's what that's mm-hmm. what a band like that is like and they're very they're very singular with their with their idea of what their fans should be like like exclusive and, yeah, yeah like anybody who steps out of that is yeah. that you you're the you're the enemy basically and there's no like inclusiveness in, yeah in, in my perception well if it's like going to be inclusive it's going to be inclusive in one and, thought and and our you know this is this is our perspective and this is what you're supposed to think you know there's, there's nothing punk about that at all hindsight there's not if they yeah. think at the time it felt you know, yeah. I, well, I, and I think I think that, that that charge, that kind of charge, like people who are like upset or like, no, this is the way. Dude. I'm gonna show yeah. you the way. You know, and you have that going on, and just seeing it as a younger person and not being involved, yeah. it was it was frightening and it was exciting. Right. I mean, it's like after that, it's like a drug. You know? well, I mean, what's it's like that first one was free. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you know you're gonna be yeah. coming back. It's like it's ridiculous that we would even. I mean, now think as I think especially uh, probably thinking about it now as adults and then also kind of just the way it is anyway, but like it's different now anyway. Like it, I almost look at that now and I go, why would anyone even listen to like about politics anyway? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> just listen to the bands. Maybe the band's yeah. cool, you know, yeah, the yeah, songs yeah. are good, sure. but like why would you even like, I, I get love- life choices? Like my, my bunch of kids. My band is the Clash. I love the Clash. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. a lot of his politics I could care less about to be honest. Because like, it's not because it's, it's, it's not, not about that. It's not politics. it's yeah. it's social, but it's not yeah. telling you what to do or what yeah, to exactly. think. Well, well, it's, it's just encouraging. Well, and for me it was like formative years, right? Like Billy Bragg, some yeah. of the yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it. And oh. like it was only later 
that like I get the backstory. I'm like, oh, this guy's like Pinko Kami, you know? Well, it's like, think or, or this guy's like Labor Party or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? I mean, like Labor Party means nothing to me as 16 years old. Listen in Billy Bragg. If know? you think of like uh, like like Sham, something yeah. like that is more about a bunch of kids mm. listening to music and and singing about everyday, not even politics, but mm. everyday shit that happens and affects your life. Sure, you know, sure, sure. and and it's not saying that this is right or this is wrong. It's just saying this is what's happening. Good songwriting to me is like you have a guy, you have a guy that writes a story. You have a singer songwriter that writes a story about a guy that goes to serve his country, but is maybe fucked over by his country, screwed over to, by one facet of the story, screws him over, and he becomes the victim of this. Of this story that then makes you angry at the system and society and stuff like that. That's one way to do it. But what you're not going to do is tell me that you know you're gonna die, gonna die, gonna die for your government, <laughs> die for your country. That like making a big blanket statement where you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute, because my my cousin did join the army and yeah, yeah. he's a good can, motherfucker. You can you, know? you can and, you uh, can edit all also all really that out. Yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. maybe there was some war on terror. You know whatever the fuck he thought. He had a very noble, re- you know, he wasn't just some guy that deserves teenage kids with Mohawks to yell at him for doing, you know what I mean? Like, he just, whatever. I mean, maybe, I would rather have the descent be through creativity and, uh, rather than these big blanket sweeping statements about things that, you know. Like Dr. Greg Graffin, Bad Religion does. Yeah, you've, yeah. Best, you've, you've, yeah. Got, you've got to the imagine best. that there's, there's people out there like, like if you're talking about people in the service who have genuine feelings for things and go into something with with a particular point of view and they love it and that's what they do yeah. you can't you can't say that what they're doing is wrong or what they've done is wrong or they're fucked up for doing this or, or that you know it's got nothing to do with well, there's it's a, supposed there's, to be storytellers yeah. there's yeah. at yeah. least you three know, like, will to live songs that are for um, or service members and have absolutely zero to do with politics. Uh-huh. You know, I care about my friends that have gone out there to serve, and I hope they come back safe. I, I care less about the politics, man. Right. That's one yeah. way to turn me That's off. Right. Start talking about politics, I'm off. Mentally, I'm off. Uh, but um, And it looks even worse if you're like a, just either this out too, like one of those punk kids, like the anti-flag kids. You're standing up there, you, you haven't done any of the shit. You have zero fucking input to do with it. You're not out there, and and you're preaching to all these fucking people. You got, you know, all of your fans. And you're telling us you, it's a, it's an echo chamber no, that just you know, that just grows and, and grows. You know, like you you're pointing fingers at people and saying this is fucked up. And sure, everything's fucked up, but you're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. You, I think Riper Grade said it best. Fuck, Fuck the kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I wanted to say, and it's not that I'm not enjoying everything we're talking about, but I I, I just remember what I was going to say like 45 minutes ago when I started <laughs> When we announced the fucking terror show, that the cool thing about it is that, you know, obviously terror and death threat uh, fucking looked out for us when we were out on the road. Uh, and for the... It's very apt because for in the first song of the True Intentions EP, uh, Scott Vogel uh, tracked and he sings and the pre-choruses uh, in that song. So, and for me, it was very special that it would be him. And and right off the deck, 
and song number two has Aaron from Death Threat, and also important for me that it was him because those are two older brothers that looked out for me uh, when Will to Live went out and were met with the fucking realities of touring. You know, being a novice at, at book shows or, or you know, not confirming your shows and stuff. I mean, and, and I can still tell you to this day, you know, uh, you, Ryan, you're younger than me and, and you've seen my young kids, the years have come to me and my receptiveness tells them that, you know, when these things are done for me, I said, man, this is so, so thank you so much. How can I ever repay this? Mm. And the answer was always for somebody else. That's how this worked. Yeah, and, and, awesome. uh, and I've done my best to, to always give back uh, more than I took. But uh, that's uh, definitely something I'm stoked about is that in the record, uh, in the CP, we have uh, Scott in there in track one. Track two has uh, Aaron. Uh, for uh, track four, actually, we have uh, uh, Daryl from um, Snapcase. He's going to be on it. And uh, we also have uh, Mr. Gabe Wells. Hey. He lent us his pipes for the for the VX. We, we practiced that today, dude. And we practiced all the songs. Oh, we, yeah. Band practice. I was trying to fucking meet your... Meet you, you at the will get it after a while. He'll have to practice Yeah, it. <laughs> dude. It was great. Uh, so we have that. And then... Um, we, we have our heroes on it. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. You have and these, then, these people that have done a lot. A lot well, of every and then, well, and then and then there are other there are other people that that were down to do stuff, but it's like, hey, you know, it's only seven songs <laughs> yeah. plus a cover. You know, there, there's a uh, uh, oh, uh, Flint, right? Yep, yeah, that, that's the that's the the last person I was going to mention here. We have Flint uh, of uh, uh, Life Force and Vanguard, yes, yeah. uh, representing uh, a gener You know, he's much younger than us. Um, but I mean, he's doing that shit right with his bands, uh, knocking it out of the park. Uh, got people listening, uh, and uh, he has a great voice. Uh, I, I really liked it in, in, in his bands. And when I was thinking about uh, somebody that could come in and do and do vocals uh, for the Uniform Choice cover, uh, we're doing "Screaming for Change." Uh, well, we did. Tell, for tell us a little bit about how that got. Um, how did you guys come up with that? Well, it was actually suggested by by Reese. I suggested. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. awesome. I had an idea. He's miserable. He hasn't had a. He, he's never had a drink or a drug in his life, and he's miserable, and he wants the rest of everybody <laughs> to figure out like how, <laughs> how fucking miserable right. the rest. I want. I want to bring know. everybody else into yeah, it, into yeah, my yeah. misery. <laughs> <laughs> into our strange I've, misery. I've, I've heard it. It's so awesome. So sick. Well, yeah, no, awesome he Flint did a. a a killer job with the vocals, man. And um, again, I like to thank uh, the, the people that uh, Scott, uh, Aaron, uh, Flint, and, and Daryl, who took time to uh, to go out and track, and uh, obviously all the people that that work with them, who help on track and, and get the stuff. Craig, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, as far as uh, EP, that's really all I have to say uh, for us for the band. Uh, we actually need to work on a little more of our social media presence, uh, but we have uh, an Instagram account, and you can reach us there at True Intentions Band on in, in Instagram. Just yeah, we're gonna be that. dropping a we're gonna be dropping a T-shirt later on this week or next week. So. Also, um, 
So we got that. Um, we want to go around real quick. Uh, everybody wants to plug something. Rob, uh, do you, how's your company uh, how about, doing, sir? I was say go around because uh, I'm gonna hog the mic for a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm terrible, I, man. I, I don't have anything to plug, Ryan. You go. <laughs> um. Okay. You're a liberal. You're a next yes, liberal too. Come on. What you got with that? Uh, well, hold on. No, 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 no. Talk about the al alligators real quick. And then we'll go to John. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, it's finished. Cool. <laughs> good, good talk, Johnny. Uh, let's see. We're gonna have this EP out somehow, some way within the next few months, and cool. we're gonna drop. We're gonna figure out a way. We're drop one song in advance, and we'll figure out some creative ways to do it. We're gonna drop video content. I have a. T-shirt out later on this week, and then we'll go. Uh, you know, we'll be able to get that on a web store, get it at our Instagram account, and uh, come see me over at East End Barber and let me cut your hair. Yes. There you yeah. go. You should. You should. It's a, it's a wonderful experience, buddy. This is Rob plugging in for Johnny. <laughs> All right, yeah, everybody's looking theory. at me. Mike Fury's gonna tell you about his twenty-three bands. Please, please tell us your band. No, 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 hey, no, no whatever I, you want to plug, bro. You need hey, to list hey. each band and then and then say uh, <laughs> alphabetical, alphabetical hey. order. Hello, everybody listening out there. You know, it's my first time speaking out loud. You know, during all of this, my name is Mike Fury. If you don't know, uh, I'm just they a, couldn't hey. tell. They couldn't tell when they heard your laughter. Hey, I'm just a drummer, man. And all I gotta say is, I'm very grateful to be a part of this band. You know, like, you know, when we started jamming, man, I knew. I, it just clicked, you know, and um, you know, I, I, I can't wait for what's to come, you know, for the future. So that's, gonna I, cry. That's, that's, that's all I got to say. No, man. I mean, for real, this is this is really like like a family vibe, you know, it like, is. you know, I'm really like I'm I, I'm, I'm stoked, man. So so Ryan, uh, Gabe, thank you for for having us, yeah, you know, of uh, course, man, our pleasure. Russ, now you can, now you get to hug the mic. No, I'm going to be I'm going to be brief, but uh, continue with your question, sir. How is my clothing line doing? How's your clothing line doing, sir? <laughs> wow. Well, gee. Well, gee, Gabe, nice of you to bring that up. That's <laughs> so loose. Come see me at... <laughs> Come see me at testedandtruecompany.bigcartel.com. Uh, it's actually doing doing uh, pretty cool, uh, pretty good. Awesome. Uh, it I, is I need something. To get a couple hats. I'm gonna, it is something yeah. that uh, you know, honestly, to me, it was like. I mean, if we were gonna look at it capitalistically, it was like leaving money on the ground, man. People kept asking me for it. And it's like, are you ever gonna do uh, those uh, shirts again? Are you gonna do this again? And it's like, Jesus Christ, yes, one day, one year, I'll do it. And it's like, uh, I figured, man, with having the experience I had. Uh, uh, with the uh, big cartel for, for World to Live, yeah. who I will mm -hmm. plug next. Mm -hmm. um, I figured we, we would do it, man, and uh, you know, threw in a ton of designs in there, um, and there are more coming, and, and I have some, I have some pretty lofty plans uh, with it. Uh, no, I, I hope uh, I get the chance to showcase some uh, uh, local talent uh, as far as uh, some Texan talent, regional talent as far as uh, tattoo design. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> graphic arts and, and tattoo work um, you know we'll hopefully do that and uh, got a couple of lines that I'm uh, 
you know, looking at with uh, some folks that are involved in MMA. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, I also just wanted to mention that uh, the uh, old uh, Will to Live unit has been busy. Uh, Fury and uh, and Daniel have written uh, uh, along with Chris uh, an EP that is uh, seven songs long, and uh, I'm dragging my fucking ass writing the. <laughs> Right, and touching up the lyrics and fitting everything uh, so that we can um, uh, go record that as well. And that's also, again, another COVID. With Craig as well. With Craig, yeah. That's another <laughs> uh, COVID uh, uh, deal there, you know, where our creativity was uh, stirred up by, you know, the whole bullshit going on and the need of doing something, something good and, and positive. So that's there too, you know. Find us at will to live at uh, will to live .com. Um, Beyond that, uh, oh, that oh, oh no, uh, you can go also to uh, www no period so www.senseofhope.com. That's my wife's busy business. Oh shit, that's my baby, and I'll support her what we're doing. Uh, so. That's really all I have to plug, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I don't want to for the rest of the guys yet. Uh, please, guys, if anybody wants to say anything else. I'd like to say uh, thanks for having us. It's fucking yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great time. Yeah, it's a great time. I, I, yeah, really definitely. Kept looking at the timer, and I'm like, yeah. damn, man. Wish we had more time. I got to say that uh, I'm proud of everyone here that taken. I feel like everyone at this table has taken like a real kind of fucked year and did some pretty... Mm -hmm. Cool art out of the yeah. deal, you know. I think everyone here should be proud. Oh, yeah. Very oh, proud, yeah. man. Thank yeah. you, Johnny. Thank yeah. you. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah I appreciate too. you guys uh, doing the podcast. I've been listening to the episodes. Uh, uh, they're definitely a riot. Well, the, the thing is, is like we're trying, or I personally am trying to to make whoever we're with feel comfortable or just kind of play to the uh, play to the guests. Right? Yeah. We don't want someone to come in here and it's like, oh, you this is us. this is our thing. This is what we're doing, yeah. right? Okay. We want it. We want it. We want it to like people to be comfortable and in there. We've all so. known each other so well for so yeah. long that it's like. And you can edit it to make it sound more positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's what we always do when like really bad stories come up and stuff. I go and I edit them out. You want to edit this? This is, the first, this, is, this is the first episode that we're not editing. You remember we talked about? No, that's right. That's right. Because it was taking too long. Yeah. And I was like, Brian, man, I don't know if I can sit here and just edit out like just stories that's about boring. everybody smoking crack and like, yeah. I cannot edit all this. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. People want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Bennett's calling. Nobody, nobody's going to get divorced out of this thing today, right? Okay, good. We're all okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. It was great having you guys. And that's what that's what I was trying to say. It's oh, that the whole thing was, you know, um, we wanted you guys to come on and have fun. And we yeah. did, man. We did. We had fun in practice. We had fun, fun of our lunch over at Bohemia's. Uh, Hell yeah. Believe me on if we're not supposed to be giving people props like that. Uh, and then, uh, hey, we had a blast with you guys over here, sharing a little bit of what we've been doing, throwing uh, some nice, refreshing beverages. Uh, that's all I got, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. True Intentions, Texas Hardcore. Um, great to have you guys with us. And we are, this is a no deep shit podcast. I don't think we ever even my name's matter. My name's Ryan Taylor. <laughs> Gabriel Wells. <laughs> Out. And you couldn't have two motherfuckers that are more polar opposites, really. <laughs> <laughs>
You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, thank you, Tommy.